Welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today, I want to talk about COVID and reflect on how I learned from this whole year and also how I think a lot of us should consider looking at ourselves and the world, our personal well-being, our health after what we've gone through in this last 12 months. And I want to preface all this and say that I've not been through the worst of COVID and definitely a lot of you and a lot of people out there that have been through a lot and some of these reflections won't even won't even touch the surface of what you've been through. So just remember that this is more of a you know reflection of the human condition as opposed to the illness and also the subsequent uh, struggles that COVID lockdowns and other regulations have caused. And I think one of the major first things that I've thought about when it comes to COVID and how things have changed is that there are a lot of constructs in this world that have shown to suddenly break down when COVID regulations came through. There were a lot of things that couldn't be done anymore after the first lockdown, but you started realizing that a lot of things could still be done, but in a different way. And it shows us very clearly that when there's a huge knock to the system, whatever we thought that this is how it's supposed to be, is really not how it always needs to be. And this kind of is true for so many different things in life where if you if this is what you've learned in your childhood, in your teens, in your young adulthood, and you think that this is the only way for you to get things done, then that's probably not true most of the time. And a lot of us wait until there's this huge knock into the system, just like COVID or something that's happening to us. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, like they take care of the health only when something bad happens, like type 2 diabetes or a heart attack. But we shouldn't wait till then. It's, it's really unfortunate that people have, but a lot of us that haven't, we shouldn't wait until we need to make a change. So there are two things here. Not always following this, this is how it's supposed to be thought. And also being steadfast at wanting to adapt and change when things are going well and when things are actually not to wait until something goes bad. So that's the general, like after March last year, April, and we're like, how are things going to go back to normal? And things haven't gone back to normal. And I don't even know when it will, but the thing is, there are a lot of things that you can do that don't follow normal order of whatever we knew it was. So that's a huge reflection that I realized. And also, it was nice to see it play out in the form of people actually adapting and getting things done. And it was nice on social media immediately when people are trying to find new ways to connect and new ways to put themselves out there that they didn't before because they weren't doing much else and they also couldn't see their friends. So it was nice to see people quickly adapting because I think that's what's great about all of us, every human here, all of you listening, that we have the tools to adapt. But we always have to be ready to and we always need to make sure that that it's not our limitations or self-limitations to adapt when it happens. Like something, you know, hopefully not something bad, but when something happens, we should be ready to adapt. And But I have to acknowledge that there are a lot of people that adapted and things just didn't work out. And that's a very unfortunate thing that would happen. But I think the focus here is to always be ready 
to change and not just accept things as this is how it is. And I, I think the 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 thing about social interactions and how we changed how we uh, interacted last March and a lot of us getting onto group calls and a lot more online talking than we've ever done before. I think it's very important to accept two things about social interaction. Firstly, a lot of us were undervaluing it and we weren't connecting with people before and suddenly we felt, okay, you know, we, we should be connecting with others. Even now we don't have to see them. Now we can just do it online. So it's really easy. And another thing is that personally, I felt that I overvalued interactions in general. I felt that I had had to is not really a good word. I, I, I had this need to socially interact with people and to go out there and to be with certain friend groups to do certain things like going out on a night out. And when all those things went away, what was left was just a group of people I wanted to talk to and a set of topics that I was interested in. And other than that, I was like, Hmm, that's that's all the time I actually want to put out there. And it was a very interesting thought that I don't actually want to do a lot of the things that I thought I did. And it is again a reminder that that a lot of things that we do out of habit or we do because we want to please people or we want to see be seen as a certain type of person. But when all those things go away, it's like, yeah, I'm still the same person. And everything within me is great, regardless of whether I go out there and hang out with people or talk to them. And one of the common things that I know that others have felt that I did feel at the past was if I don't go out there and interact with people and interact with my friends, then I might lose friends. But I mean, over the years, I started realizing that's not true. But from March last year, I realized that, I mean, the people that the people that were my true friends or the people that I value or they value me were there during the time and they're there now. And if they're not here anymore, that's also cool. Like we, we can't be trying to hold on to people and trying to meet them and trying to spend our time that we could be spending on ourselves just because we want to hold on to people. And I hope that for most people, you've realized the value and of having people that matter and focusing on the few and not constantly focusing on so many people at any one time. You really don't need that many people to feel good. You only need yourself. Anyone else is just a bonus. And having the right people around you and not being afraid that they will leave you is such a nice, fulfilling feeling. And I guess it's very unfortunate that some people would feel like, oh, if I don't do all these things, I'll lose my friends and I'll be alone. Which... You know, it, it could be true. That could happen. But focusing on that does not change the fact that you'll be alone. What we need to focus on is creating the deeper connections that I only realized like later on in now my late 20s that I realized that focus on the friends that you really can connect with and having a large list of them or having a variety of them doesn't always pay off. I mean, it might be fun. It might be nice to know that all these people care about you. All these people want to call you out or whatever. But focus on the few and cultivate those connections because there's so much you can do with that. And as this year has seen, I'm sure a lot of you have realized 
who are the people you actually want to talk to and who are the people that, you know, you, it's over, like you just move on. And I think the, 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 another major thing that I realized about social media and COVID, because obviously a lot of us were online, uh, was just this concerning amount of non-listening of either side of an argument. And I think this has been happening for a long time. And I think the media, as in like major news media and social media, has kind of exposed how much we actually enjoy the polar opposites of any kind of situation and the extremes on the left and right. Not just politically, but just left and right of anything, just on either side. And I it really does show that a lot of people don't want to listen. And I have definitely been a culprit of not wanting to listen. And there are certain topics that I also have just been like, you know, that's, I'm just going to brush it off. But listening is one thing. And then after that, attacking people on either side, just because you don't agree, like completely attacking them just has been absolutely horrible. And it, 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 it doesn't help anything. And that's one of the reasons why I, just don't like talking about a lot of things on social media, especially when it comes to uh, social issues, because I can't properly get my point across. And of course, you might think that's, well, that's worse than actually just because I'm not even making it aware. You're right. Maybe, you know, I'm not doing justice to anyone by being silent, but I just don't feel like it's justified for me to create that very surface level connection for one thing, and then another thing comes around and I actually am not sure how to deal with that. And so in many ways, I think learning to firstly listen before, like forget about like sharing, reposting stuff and doing things on social media or being an activist. First, listen and be able to accept another person's viewpoint. And you then get to decide whether they're right or wrong. You get to decide. You don't have to bring anyone down. You can say, okay, maybe... This is not how it is because sometimes it's not how it is. But you can say, okay, maybe this is not how it is. Let me go do some research. Let me go get other viewpoints and then move on. But unfortunately, a lot of us don't have the time for that or we don't prioritize the time for that. So we just take a hot take. We get annoyed. We put it out there and we move on. And that's really how fast this, this, this whole issue really is. I'm not talking about one specific issue. I mean, I think you've, if you've been on the internet in the last one year, you know what issues have happened and what has gone global so, and then way more problems with the world that we never really talked about because it didn't really go mainstream, or at least it didn't go mainstream to me. Uh, it might have gone mainstream to you wherever you are in the world. But it's just that it just, it felt like, you know, this is what people care about. And then we move on to the next thing. And uh, there's a lot of anger and annoyance and a lot of things that I think are very, very um, justified. Like anger and annoyance is very much justified, but you have to spend some time listening and trying to convince. If we don't spend the time listening and convincing, then we, you know, we, we, we just think things are going to get worse for sure. And one time I used to think, like, there was a time where I was like, okay, so there are people who speak ridiculous shit about whatever, and I'm just not going to have a conversation with them. I'm just going to let them be. And I realized at some point that, that's probably not the way to go. And that if I care about something, then I should probably convince them otherwise. And 
I don't need to expect them to be convinced, but I should share my viewpoint on why I think that is not the right thing to do. And I think that's totally okay. That's something that we should be doing. Two people opposing ideas, sharing opinions, and maybe at the end, you know, hopefully somebody learns something and both of you agree to disagree that I'm not going to change my mind. That's fine. And then we move on. But if at the end of any conversation, you're angry that you didn't convince someone, then that's not conducive to your mental health. It's not conducive to creating a more cohesive society where we can actually all disagree and still live with each other with some form of love and care, knowing that we are all one in some form but we're just not going to agree on certain things. Um, what I just said is generally quite idealistic, but I think that's why it always goes down to you tell me what you care about, what you don't agree with, and let me tell you what I think about this, and we'll see where it goes. And even with this podcast, I mean, I do want to invite people over that I actually don't agree with at all. Uh, not everything has to be someone that I that inspires me. And I want to have this conversation and learn and say that, okay, so this is what you think about. Let me understand where you came from and why you're saying what you want to say. Because if we don't understand why someone gets to the point of them either supporting an opinion, sharing an opinion, and, uh, and standing for what they care about, we don't even know why they cared about that in the first place then we don't, we're not going to be able to change anyone's minds and we're not going to be able to help anyone because we don't know why they became like that. Why does someone become hateful? Why does someone fight for something that they've been, you know, rights that they've been deprived of? Like, understand why, what have they gone through? So that's how I feel that we just, it's just, I don't know. No, I actually do know. I shouldn't say I don't know. That becomes a really bad habit of saying I don't know. But it's, it's uh, we just need to keep talking, even if it annoys us and it, and it, it takes out our mental power. Each one of us can continue the conversation. I think the year of COVID is just that a lot of us have been home and social media have been heavily used. So we've gotten a lot into arguments and a lot of us have thought, okay, I need to get off social media because my mental health is going down the drain because of this keep having conversations and actual conversations, not just on text, call people, ask people, why do you, why do you believe in this? Can I just understand? And I think the, this always goes down. To, I think this is for another like podcast episode where cancel culture is both important and toxic at the same time. And I, I don't, I don't think that, I think for most for most reasons, a lot of people have good reasons to say that this person has been shitty and should not do what they need to do. But everyone that's on both sides of the argument need to have discussions with each other instead of attacking one person or supporting that one person. That conversation has to happen laterally as well. And finally, I think one of the most important things about, well, one of the important things that I learned about COVID is the many different ways that a lot of us have adapted to change our fitness routine and our health. And me specifically, I mean, without the gym, I just felt like I don't even know what to do now. Uh, that That's something that I really had to adapt to that I haven't really had to adapt to in a while. And I started realizing that in terms of just being active, like the smallest things that you can do, like stretching at home, walking, just being with other people, 
is activity and exercise. And that's a, that's a huge thing that I changed. Like I changed the way I thought about that because before it was just, you know, making gains, you know, get some abs, you know, get, get a pump in because that that's, that's what I enjoyed. And that's totally cool. But when things like this change, if we keep, if I kept into the mindset that, oh no, I can't really exercise without the gym. My whole value is gone. My whole self-worth and my whole identity is going to the gym is gone. Then that, that would have been a huge problem. So what I really learned is just when things don't work out in terms of your resources to be healthy, you always have to be ready to change. And that includes food, maybe even not affording, being able to afford certain things. Unfortunately, your health will be there regardless of whatever happens around you. So making the right choices and being ready to then suddenly have to lose some of your favorite choices and then moving on like, um, is something that we all have to get adapted to. And this also comes to with like weight loss where someone want to lose weight and then I'll be like, well, unfortunately, you might have to do things that you don't want to do, including not eating certain things that you really love. And it is true that weight loss doesn't mean that you stop eating everything that you love, but there are a lot of things that you love that is probably, you know, unnecessary and an addiction of like whatever, as uh, a whole list of food, but like it's not things that you're mindfully enjoying. You enjoy a meal made by yourself or your family. You, you enjoy a very nice meal eaten at a restaurant. But if you're watching TV and mindlessly eating a bunch of snacks that you're not really enjoying, then that's when it's like, maybe don't do those things. But learning how to adapt to not, doing those things is very, very important. And for all the things that we've learned to adapt over the year, I really hope that we learn how to adapt to making changes to our health and trying to do the better things that really will serve us better, uh, just like what we've done again for a year. Health choices need to serve us better. And we also need to con consider that whatever we do for us now, uh, we can actually, like, we can gain so much from just doing a little bit today. And that's, that, that, that's, I think that's quite a lot. And uh, that's, from all that, from everything that I've learned about change and adapting and not considering what things are supposed to be and just do the thing that works, okay? You can't do that anymore, you know, time to move on. Our, our bodies, our, our minds, our, our, everything is so much greater than sometimes we give it credit for. There's so many things that we can do, so many things that we can change, so many things we can actually accept and focus on. We should do it. We can do it. And, and, and believing that everything is within and that you can do more and you can focus on the good things, you can focus on the people that matter, I think will really take us forward. And the whole thing that we learned in the year, I mean, rest in peace to everyone that have lost their family members and to everyone that actually has gone through a lot of struggles from COVID itself, the lockdown and everything. Um, hopefully we can learn from this and we can become stronger coming out from this and we can accept that we are great as humans and we can do so much. And, and that's what I really hope that we got out of this because if we didn't, then then I, I really don't know. I really don't know what we would need to get out of this. So I hope this was somewhat insightful 
And I would love to hear your messages and your comments if you're watching this on YouTube or even an email if you want to send me an email if you're listening to this on a podcast about how COVID has changed you and some of the things that you've learned as well. And I'll see you in the next podcast.